0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 157 of the Vex on Vex podcast. My name is Vexx. Dave's here. How are you today, sir? Good, man. How's it going? Good to be here. It is Scott Weiland's birthday. Yeah. Yay. So Dave suggested we start the whole show with the inter- yeah. some Stone Temple Pilots. Interstate love song. I got beef with him, though, man. Like, he's really a drug addict at the end of the day, and I was very upset. Not anymore. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, I did, I did, I did oh. Did you ever see them with River the new- has been clean for several, years. several years? Going on seven. Did you ever see them with the the new guy, Jeff Goot? No, I did not. Fucking great. Is he good? Fucking great. Uh, the good. problem is, all right, he wears big crazy sunglasses that cover his face, and then he does all the Wyland stuff. So he kind of looks like Wyland. I mean that's probably what they were going for though. They probably but, were like, okay. I don't know, because when um what's who's the guy? I forget his name. The the one who killed himself narrow it down, bro. Seriously? The STP singer killed himself. uh <laughs> I don't like his band. I can't remember. Uh, Lincoln Park guy. Oh, Chester Brandon. I forgot. He was, <laughs> he was the guy. I forgot. And I actually like that album. I totally forgot that. I have that wow, right. I just blanked on that. So Chester was in the band and he didn't do a Scott Weiland part two. He, yeah, no. he did it his way. Yeah, but he was already established. He was going to do whatever he wanted
1: to do because he
0: was and then there's Park. footage of Chester and Scott singing the songs together on stage long before he was in the band yeah
1: I mean did for whatever it is I, I like Lincoln Park I, I, did. I did not
0: no I did not I remember again did Lincoln Park come out
1: and you were like I don't
0: like this and stop listening though number one I never listened to them they were just on the radio constantly right. number two I had a girlfriend in 01 vacuous broad and she was like i really like this band and so i was like all right i'll listen to it and it was just and i do not it was just it's for girls so what i what i came to realize was that
1: uh much like everybody else who was like bombarded with them on the radio when they first came out i did not like it Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm not into this this Mm -hmm. is not what i want to hear Uh, their later stuff which i sort of stumbled upon i actually really liked some of their later stuff
0: and the whole, I like, thought they improved
1: as a band like, by miles
0: later in their career. Everyone's supposed to, technically. Yeah, but no one does. That's not true. Well, either. some people do, but. Every time somebody like YouTube puts a record out, they're like, this is the best record of all career. We're fucking you too. Also, I hate you too. Uh, I fucking despise you too.
1: We hate a lot of the why same do stuff. you Why do you hate you? i'm so
0: glad that you asked talk about hating you too, because this is a long conversation we're gonna have but like it's pretty simple if you want to get real go ahead it's the worst rhythm section in rock and roll history this is just a fact okay the drummer can't play bass player can't play um their number one hit with or without you the baseline's four notes the reason i know this is as a young child being a bass player i learned that song first because it's four fucking notes yes gay I'm sorry, you sorry. You can't say gay. Uh homosexual. So anyway, that. Bono can sing. I'm a vocalist. You're a vocalist. He can sing. However, he's awful. Like I want to save Africa, like really South Park did the best sound they did, they like did, did, ever. 100%. And then that he was a giant turd. Sincerely. And fact is. The Edge, I like The Edge. I do. He's an okay guitar player. He's I don't not, think he's good, though. He's not a great guitar I player. I think he's
1: helped massively by giant amounts of effects.
0: And it's funny you say that because I think it was Rick Rubin was going to produce one of the records a couple years ago, and he was like, hey, this is great. There's no fucking songs here. You got a bunch of cool soundscapes. How about a chord? How about one chord? Just give me a chord and chug just it. Watch. And then we'll, so no, there's not, that's not a fucking, it's a singer. It's a singer. Yeah. That's all it is. And then I bought... Oh, my and God. a singer I hate because he's
1: a smug asshole.
0: Yeah. Now, that whole... I remember when the Joshua Tree was Do like... you the... know why like, his name is Bono? No, I don't. You don't know? I really don't. Okay. This is why I really
1: hate him. Okay. This is, this is up there on the list of reasons I hate you two, and more specifically, Bono. Okay. <clears throat> Bono is not his real name. A uh, duh. His name is Bono because the first demo that they released... When they list the band members in the liner notes, he listed his name as Bono Vox, which is Latin for "perfect voice." No, he didn't. A thousand percent, that's true. And you
0: can go suck a dick, bro. Fuck you. No, I got it. Now wait, you might have just won him over to me a little bit.
1: That's lame, dude. That's so
0: weak. When you're nothing, you have to have confidence. Fake it till you make it's a nah, thing. not at
1: that level, dude. No. No, that's so bad. And he
0: can sing.
1: Hey, I don't think he's great. I don't think he's spectacular. He's pretty I
0: good. Would, I would not put him in the upper echelon, dude, at all. All right, let's do this. Devil's Advocate, in rock and roll, top five vocalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Freddie? Uh, hmm. Obviously. Chris Cornell. Obviously. Lane Staley. See, I wouldn't agree with the Lane. No. Although, ah, talented. the older I get, and, and as a vocalist, the power that he had, because you see live stuff. And, and generate range. Yeah. Out of massive power. But I wouldn't put him in the top five, but keep going. Okay. So that's, what, no, no, you got three. Ooh, rock and roll, huh? Uh,
1: what's his name uh, from band company?
0: No, I hate him so much. No, really, Rogers, right? Yeah, Paul Rogers. I fucking hate him. And then when he joined Queen, when he joined Queen, I one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah, I that like, was a disaster. I, and I
1: wanted nothing to do with that. You think
0: he's great? I think he's really good. I yeah. never liked his voice ever. And if we're we're just talking rock and roll, rock and roll voice. Right. Before his voice was gone,
1: before he did drugs, then got sober, I got put Stephen Tyler close to the top. When he was young, he was Tyler really,
0: can see really good. He can still sing.
1: He can, but... Not like he could. 1982 Steven Tyler.
0: 1978 Steven Tyler. Like he It's was, funny. He, he was really, really good. You literally took two of the years where he was the most zonked out. <laughs> like, had <laughs> you said 74, Tyler? yeah, oh, I, I would have that. <laughs> 74 then. But you're like, 78 to 82. Dude, he was so fucked yeah. up in those years. Hey, we all make mistakes. Tyler's definitely up there. There's not even Asking. a maybe. I don't know. I don't know, and obviously Bono's not in that. No, he is absolutely not in that list. I he, wouldn't put him top ten. But honestly. he can sing. And he can. I don't, I'm not taking that go, away from I have to respect someone that has his own sound. Bono doesn't sound like anyone. Right. And that's pretty cool. I don't, I'm not a fan.
1: No, no. I mean, you know it's him, which is cool. That's, in, that's an impressive and thing. I can respect
0: that, but I like Ozzy too. But see, Ozzy would be in my top five. You know why? You think Ozzy's up there, like, well, uh, yeah. A, he's never given the respect vocally that he deserves, in my humble opinion. Okay. As a musician, I think I think now no, but back in the day, yes. Well, he's seventy, but in
1: nineteen seventy-one, who the fuck sounded like that? In nineteen seventy-one, who sounded like anybody in that
0: band? That's what I'm saying. That band was amazing. And so you, that's a juggernaut. When you people. invent something sonically, you get credit for that. And actually, I'm not even a Dio fan. He might be in my top five. He's close. Because so Dio can, can sing. Like killing it, dude. Like, but, all right, all right. Paul Rogers can go. I'll replace it with Ron James. Okay, because Rogers is just not it for me. I like that company. I think it's cool. weird because when Paige got back into music, yeah. that's who he called. That's because in the firm, that's the singer. Okay. And I was like, oh, God, why? Like, you know, I, I could, uh, you know what? And uh, honorable mention, you got to go with the who. Uh Yeah. yeah. That's a big voice. I'll put That's a Big voice and that fucking microphone twirling shit. Yeah. That's a fucking thing, man. Dude, it was a, dude, their whole thing. The Who was so cool. Live, there's nobody better. So cool. The, like, so I love this. This is what he said. He's like, the Beatles might make be better records than us, but we blow them off the fucking stage. And he's right. Cool. Like, that's a live band. There's no better bass player in rock at the time. There's no better drummer in rock at the time. No, not at all. And this, he, dude, he could really sing and he could no. really play guitar. Like, they're a great fucking band. He could play guitar and touch kids. Oh! I did, I did it. I went there. I was researching a book, sir. I don't think you were. I think maybe <laughs> that's not true. Pretty bad. I agree, though. So yeah, I, I got to put him up. The adultery's up there for me. <clears throat> yeah, man. All right, let's expand it to ten. If you can go to ten, who do you got? Oh, okay. <sighs> what? What are we basing this on? Like criteria? wise just who I like the best. Who do you think is the best? Like, so you don't have any love for Ozzy sonically, but I, do, I but I, I do. do. Early Ozzy though, like early Black Sabbath. No, Ozzy. fuck that. In ninety one, Ozzy was still killing it.
1: Okay, Ozzy, early mm-hmm. solo career.
0: No, he's ten years into his solo career in ninety one. Okay, and he makes no more tears, which is amazing. No more tears is spectacular. And the vocals on like No More is like it's no joke, dude. All right, I'll put Ozzy in the top ten. Okay, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. How
1: many are we at now?
0: Six, well, I don't know. I, you had really you had a five. You had an Aussie. That's a six. I'm gonna fire off an unpopular one. Go ahead. Well, they're Aaron all Aaron Lewis. No, Corey Taylor. All right, no, no. I might have to give you Corey Taylor because. You could all right, I got a question I want to ask you. Go ahead. He's a little older than me, so he's a lot older than you, but he's a little older than me. He almost got the Velvet Revolver gig post Scott Weiland, and Slash pulled the plug on it. Stupid. I don't know if it's stupid. I would, I, I would love to see that. that but he, good. I heard him do Night Train, jamming with them live. And I don't know. No. Night Train's not even that hard to sing, really, till the end. Yeah, it gets up there at the end, at the end though. Honestly, maybe Axel. Here's the problem: Modern Axel fucked up early. Axel at like '89. Axel, pretty mm. fantastic sonically. Oh, dude. Yeah, and then he he went the David Lee Roth route where he won't come down. And he's, still, ah, but it's just, it's like weak. Yes. And I don't know. And then, all right, what is your opinion on him doing the whole ACDC thing when he did it? Um, when I
1: first heard that he was going to do that, I was like, no. Okay. No, I, want, I want nothing to do with this at all. Um, and then I heard from several people that saw the live show yes. that said he was really good.
0: I heard that too. And
1: apparently did something that I didn't think him capable of at that time and made it about (laughs) ACDC and and not the Axel Rose show with ACDC as a backing
0: band. Well, ACDC, early guns always covered a whole lot of Rosie. ACDC is amazing. They're spectacular. No, I didn't say they weren't, but I'm trying to tell you as an early musician, he already looked up to them. So he held them in like high reverence. Yeah. And if nothing else, when he, like, got to hang out and jam with Elton John at the Freddie Mercury thing, very respectful. So when it comes to the guys who, like, planted the seeds of rock and roll, Axel always was pretty fucking... Fair. Like, he was very nice to those people. I'll take that. I love the Axel. Now, I remember as a young musician talking down about DC because it was so, in my mind, easy to play, right? Now, A, it's not. B... My bass player from 1991 named Armin, who I'm still friends with, who might be watching this, hopefully is, went to an ACDC show. And he came home and he was like, you don't understand. They're fucking amazing. Now, in my, like, like I saw the police reunion in 06, 07, 06, right? That to me was pretty magical because I'm a huge police fan. And I got to see the three original guys on stage playing those songs, right? The reason ACDC is magical is it doesn't matter who the fuck's in ACDC, it still sounds like ACDC. Yeah. And it's not easy to do to put that level of energy forth for hours. No, dude, Agnes looks like he's like 30. Wow. Well, he doesn't look that way, but he runs around like... Like he he is, is. sure. He does not look that way. So, which vocalist in ACDC do you prefer? Cause it's weird. I was always a Brian Johnson guy. I was. Yeah, I kind of. But think. the older I get, I don't know. So I'm gonna tell you Brian Johnson, but when
1: I tell you that, I'm gonna tell you it's fifty one forty
0: nine. That's pretty close. Yeah. But then we wonder if he'd have lived, would AC/DC have gotten as famous as they did? Like Back in Black was a juggernaut. It was. It, it was like that. equivalent to like fucking Def Leppard putting out fucking uh, Hysteria. It was just a huge album. That like went, here's the thing. When it comes out, I'm like four. I was four, bro. I knew she shook you all night long at four years old. Knew it. My parents were not in ACDC, but it was so famous and so everywhere. I knew the song. Knew it.
1: Yeah. And it's so good. It,
0: it is great. So good. That
1: whole album like that. There's so many good
0: songs. And it wasn't written for him. You know what I
1: mean? It's just, it's perfect. It's one of the perfect albums. You can listen to it back to front and it's just, you don't have to skip a thing. Every song is amazing.
0: And the older I get, I go back to the earlier ACDC songs and I think I like them better. Really? I'm getting there, man. Like, is it, see, I don't know, I, I, and I might fuck up. You want blood, you got it. Who sings that? Which one is it? Yeah, you look like you're blanking. Well, what, do you, what are we talking about? The song. Um, blood, you got it. If you want blood. Oh, is that Brian? To- no. Oh, I about is it Martin's. Brian Johnson? Or, uh, see, I'm trying to think. I'm gonna no, okay. have to look. I'm gonna play it. Actually, use the internet's, the interwebs. Don't don't
1: get sued for copyright infringement.
0: No, I mean, if you, if you PC talk PC. over it,
1: oh, that's okay.
0: You won't blow it.
1: I learned about No, I don't like throw up the at all. Uh we can't be friends anymore.
0: Really? I do. See, it's an original. If it's, and that, and it's not Brian, something about something about
1: like the Irish jams. I just love it. Really? Dropkick Murphys and Vlog Molly have a special place in my heart.
0: Explain this to me. I'm taken aback. They're just so
1: cool. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Makes me want to drink whiskey and get out of hand. It's a good time.
0: I don't know, man. I'm not. I can't. I can't. If you want blood, you've got it. And it's not Brian Johnson because it's it's Highway to Hell. That album. And I'll tell you the first time I remember hearing the whole song. Empire Records. Remember that movie with Rex Manning Day? Yes, I do. The the store manager goes and plays this on the drums. Okay. When he's upset. And I was like, what the fuck is that, dude? I just love it. It's just a good scene. Oh, What could have been? What would have been? No. I don't think it would. Have. That's a great song. Yeah, it's definitely not Brian <laughs> Here, can you see him? I know. Cool motherfucker. And Bon Scott had just gotten new teeth. And then he died. Stop <laughs> though, right? And he died in his car, man. Hypothermia from drinking. Buddy choked his Nah, he froze to death. Froze to death. And it really fucked Ozzy up because they were homies. Yeah, that's a solid pass You can freeze to death while you're on a You are out of it. It's not hard to freeze to death in your car. If you So when you do freeze to death, you fall asleep. Yeah. So you're already passed out. It fucking drops to 32 degrees. You're in your car. There's no heat on you. That's it. You don't wake up. That sucks. No, it's a pretty painless way to go. He goes out a legend. I don't know. Would you rather be Scott in like up on a bus in the middle of fucking nowhere? Oh, by the way, it's his birthday today, which is sad. And die OD in the bus like that? No, no. I don't think middle I... Middle-aged, by the way. Like, old man shit. Like, shouldn't have been fucking doing those drugs anymore. Right. Now,
1: I remember him doing interviews and saying like he was clean for a while. Well, he always
0: lied. It was always yeah, a lie. I think it was always a lie. Well, he we found out later it was. Yeah, I was the sucker. All right, when so I all right. You, you don't know this about me, but I'm gonna tell you. Super. I was a junior, maybe going into senior year when Core comes out, and then I'm in senior year when Core happens. When I graduate high school, Plush becomes a hit that summer. So summer '93 and Plush is everywhere. Yeah. They were my band because I went to a Catholic high school. I couldn't grow my hair out. I was in a band, and I wanted to fucking. So I mean, Sex Type Thing was the greatest song to me. I loved it. Right. Yeah. I was in a band. I was in a band. But you couldn't grow your hair out because I was in a Catholic high school. So to, I looked up to STP because they looked—they were just normal-looking guys. You yeah. know what I mean? And Scott was awesome, to me anyway. And then Plush happened to become a huge fucking star. And so I followed them. I had a huge love affair with them. And then, you know, I grew up. I get a job. I'm doing my thing. I get into my band with King Sam. And I remember him getting busted in a white Lexus in L.A. And, and they're like, he bought heroin and cocaine. And I'm like, oh, it's a fluke. He's not really a junkie. He was a junkie. Oh, yeah, he was. And then I just I agonized every time I saw a magazine where he was busted. Then he had a solo thing. I don't know if you remember this. He was going go to go ta- um, to TLA. Yeah. He got arrested the day before in New York buying drugs and canceled the show. And this is pre-internet. So I'm down there. It's like 96, 97. Oh. And I'm on South Street. I'm like, I'm going to go see Scott Island. No, you're not. Nope. Canceled show, canceled. It was just a fucking gnarly experience. And I had a pager back then, and I had like page my friend, hey, there's no show, don't come down to the the show. It did happen.
1: How many times have you been to a show that got canceled? Or had tickets to a show that got canceled? I think
0: only the Scott Wilder one. That's it. Yeah.
1: I'm going to tell the story of the only time it ever happened. Okay. This is glorious. Okay. My dear friend Joe. If you're out there, Joe, I hope you're listening because I'm telling this story right now. Slayer.
0: What year? 2002. So Lombardo's still in the band. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Slayer's playing in Atlantic City.
0: Mm hmm.
1: We're going to, it's on Joe's birthday. Perfect. We get tickets. We get a hotel room. We're gonna go get hammered fucked up in Atlantic City and go see Slayer. Okay. Get down of the hotel, have a couple of drinks, walk down to where the show is. Yes. We are inebriated at this point. Okay. Him slightly more than me. Okay. Now when you walk into whatever casino was hosting the show, you walked into the entrance, and to the left there was a small auditorium and to the right was a larger one where Slayer was supposed to be playing.
0: Makes sense.
1: Cool. We walk in, and I look to the right, and I see a sign hanging on the door, and it says, the show has been canceled. Painful. Painful. Before I can explain to my friend the words that I have just read, yes, he makes a left turn and begins heading for the other auditorium. Not paying any attention to where he is going. And I look over at the sign above the door. And it says, welcome to the all-male review.
0: You're <laughs> lying to me. I swear to God. This is real. This is real. This is fucking amazing. Keep this going. This is real. And he's hammered. and He doesn't know. I'm hammered. And you know what?
1: I did the worst thing I could possibly
0: do. You let him go. No, I
1: stopped him. Oh. <sighs> To this day, oh. 20 some years later, I wish I had let my drunk Slayer fan friend walk into the all male review. What a great story. Absolutely, man. That's the only time I've ever been to a show that got canceled, and I almost let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, t- every time I think about it, I wish I had.
0: And then, how long could you have like been like? Listen, this is just the opening act. You don't understand. Yeah, it's just Slayer's new like, thing. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna be awesome, right? It's just you got to get through this, bro. It's only like a half hour. Gary King's coming out a speedo. Hang tight. Any minute, any minute. I promise. <laughs> that it, but yep. then you got to sit through it too, so it's like, uh... yeah.
1: But to see him not know would have made it a thousand percent worth it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure I've asked you this already. But we're going to do it one more time. Cool. Your ultimate favorite live show you've ever seen in your life. Zach Brown Band. We we have not discussed this. When was this? Right before the pandemic. So Cornell had already had the hit with them.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, Because he died way before the pandemic. Which was kind of what made me listen to them. Because I
0: would have never listened to them either.
1: And then I started, dude, that band is talented. Then they are so good live. I know. Uh, like at at a certain point in their show, they just decided that they're going to play covers from the band members that like just decided they wanted to play this cover. They for were real. Beast, they did a Beastie Boys cover because they wanted to. All right, what tune, bro? I don't remember, but it was amazing. It was, <laughs> dude. They played for hours. They were so good. Crowd was just awesome. Dude, they were fantastic. Really? Totally blown away by how good Zach Brownman was. Yes, 100%. They're a talented bunch of dudes. That's good. Close second might have been audio slave. Audio slave was spectacular.
0: <sighs> yeah, we've definitely discussed that before.
1: So I saw Audio Slave, I only got to see them once. And I love Chris Cornell. He's like my guy. Yeah. He's my number one. But I think the I think maybe the circumstances of it played into it a little bit, too, because the circumstances, everything fell into place perfectly. Okay. I wasn't going to this show. Okay. I was at work on a Friday. It's lunchtime. I got a phone call from a friend. Yo, yeah, what are you doing tonight? Nothing. What? I got an extra ticket to see Audio Slave. Pay for parking. It's yours. Oh, wow. Sold. I'm in. Yeah, That's yeah. Time. It's inside in Camden. I don't remember which Camden it was at that point. It doesn't whatever.
0: matter. We know it. Whatever
1: the name was. the Tweeter Center, know. where the fuck it's called. Sure, name. maybe it was at that point. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I don't remember. So we go, and in the wintertime, they close off the lawn area. So it's just inside. Yes. There's, like, the pit area, like, standing room, and then the seats start. Yeah. We are in the first row of seats, dead set. Awesome. I'm literally three feet above every single person, which when you're short like me is the greatest gift. (laughs) How tall are you? Like five, six. You don't even know? No, I'm roughly five, six. Short, that's that's all I am. We get there, sit down. Dude, that section has like waitress service. I don't have to go get drinks. (laughs) Dude, people bringing me drinks, I'm looking dead straight on at the stage. Unimpeded view completely. Audio Slave was amazing. They played for like three hours. They came out, did some Audio Slave tunes. They were awesome. All the lights go out. They backlight the drum kit. Soundgarden banner comes down. No! They played like three Soundgarden songs. Lights go out. Backlight the drums. Rage banner comes down. They played two Rage tunes Chris Cornell did Black Hole Sun Acoustic by himself. That's a great
0: set. It was amazing. It was amazing. It's everything good. Yes, it was perfect. It was perfect. We saw them right when the record came out. I think I told you this, in the factory. Okay. And it was just all Audio Slave. That's all it was. But it was great. Yeah. It was good. I had the CD already, so I loved it. I liked every fucking tune. Yeah, it was good, man. Their first album is, is a juggernaut. It's so awesome. They're all
1: pretty good. And the, the first one is by far my favorite, but they're all really
0: <laughs> I remember Morello saying specifically when he was a kid in the 70s and you know, 80s, you would get your band put a record out like every six months to a year. Yeah. And he wanted audiences to be like that. And it was for a minute. They he put, did
1: spit out a lot of tunes pretty quick.
0: Yeah. It was pretty cool.
1: God, they were good. Yes. And the thing was, like, I always liked Rage, but, but I hated Zach.
0: I don't hate Zach. I, it's just his style, don't do it for me. As a rapper. I don't, I don't dislike the guy. I, I he's a rapper. And then it's weird. I have like police officers in my life and they support Mamiya, and that's a whole fucking thing. So you gotta hear that shit.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know what you do with that. I mean look, that's that's your deal, you know? The thing that irks me now more now is that they're like, you know, like they're headstrong, like ultra-liberal people and pushing like the Democratic Party's you know, platforms when, for all I can remember back in the day, Tom Morello was like an anarchist. Yes, yeah, like, totally. he was just against government in general. And now you're supporting a major political
0: party? I feel like maybe you sold out a little. Really? A little bit, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I am not political. I can't stress this enough because I don't like the shit, right? It's just not my thing. Cool. That, that's fine. But for a guy who. I honestly um, didn't want to steer the conversation. No, here, we're but not. Here we are. But no, we're not. So a guy who is political like Morello, I feel like he's just growing. That's all. Like it was like burned down, bitches, and now it's like you know I'm gonna try and fix it for my kids. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Yay! I don't all know. Right. All
1: right, that I can almost buy that,
0: but I still can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend Tony's watching. Uh, this cool is not way. a this is doing? not a candlestick. You see, can you hold up the alcohol into the camera for Tony to see? Uh, I think there's a. Uh...
1: Powerball tickets there. There's some alcohol. So
0: that's the bling alcohol. Bling, bling. Is it a snifter? It's not a cold snifter. What's it called? Uh, That is called a decanter. A decanter. So yeah, it's Jack Daniels because we're rock stars. Even though neither one of us drink, which is amazing. Even
1: though we've discussed this on several occasions. Well,
0: she doesn't know, so I was advising Jack
1: Daniels is amazing because of appetite for destruction. (laughs)
0: That's <laughs> That's the only reason it's awesome. speaking of jack daniels <laughs> yeah breaking news breaking october the 27th 2022 at noon los angeles time mick mars is retiring from touring all right there we go there it is now i am a motley crew fan i am not i know <laughs> dave is not the only person you liked in the band was mick mars correct how do you he was feel? the only time. But what about Johnny Five? Johnny Five can play.
1: Is that the deal? Is just going to be him then? It's already
0: said. It's, happened. Forward? it's already happened. Alright, are they writing new it's No, recycling the same old crap? Not recycling. Listen, we, you and I write songs. Yes. They're going to go on stage and play those songs. That is not recycling, sir. Recycling yeah. is re-releasing a live record and all that shit. That's you recycling. you still play the songs you wrote 20 years ago? Well, they're going to. Oh, Yeah, yeah. You do? Alright, you're on a like. You. Okay, well, I'm, wait, not,
1: wait. I'm, I'm not you, so I have the luxury to do that. It's not a luxury. Because I'm, I'm nine bands later at this point. Our closing song to Just this... Just because you've only had one
0: band. Uh-uh.
1: Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> My bands are like your
0: marriages. <laughs> Several. <laughs> Several. I, uh, Starscream was called The Broken when we were kids. And in the summer of 95, we wrote a song called What the Fuck. Nice. And to this day, to this day, in December, when we play, as Starscream, the closing song for the night is What the Fuck For Our Set. To this day.
1: Yes. Where are you playing in December, 7th? Oh,
0: December 3rd at the Nail. At
1: the Rusty Nail. Whose t-shirt I'm wearing right now?
0: My oh,
1: personalized.
0: Dave the Nail shirt. Rusty Nail t-shirt. The, it, it's the nail. It says the nail on uh, the shirt. It's the nail. Fine. It's the nail. All right. So tell everybody who's playing that night. That night we have is it Gunner? And
1: that machines. I believe it's machines. I think that's right because when the show got switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So machines of penalty will be there. Hooray! Hooray! Ah, uh, a new legacy will be there. <laughs> that would be my band, or at least one of them.
0: One of them. Starscream will be there. Ham hey, in that band. That's your band. That's what I hear. And who else? There's one other band on the bill. Well, I was hoping you knew. Oh, I don't. Ah, no, it's somebody that the nail put on the bill okay. Like, it's a bunch of the, like, usual suspects, <laughs> and then some band that Chris put on. If
1: anybody ever comes and sees us live, you'll know we we'll mean by the usual suspects.
0: It's all the same. It's always us. We're all the same people. Yeah. So, you're in two, Mike Collins is in two, I was in one and a half for a while, now I'm back to one, and we just always fucking play shows together, which is kind of how it should be. I have a drummer with three. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying, sir, but I... I, I hear you. Sometimes I just struggle to count. It
1: might not be three. I don't know.
0: Things are afoot. Or it may be three. Because if you are in with the usual suspects, it's apparently a poorly kept sequence. I feel like the... Dr- it's not poorly kept. I feel like the drummer is in two and a half bands, if I'm honest. Two and a half. All right. I'll accept two and a half. Bands. There's his real band. Then there's his new sort of band. And then the other one's kind of on like, the rocks, really, from my understanding. Uh, not, I, mean, I should I say that. I can't speak to that. I'm not. Spreading no, no, it. no. We're, actually, I said it incorrectly. They're they're very busy in that project, and yeah. everybody goes in different directions. That's all it is. Yes. They're good when they play. I love them. Mm-hmm. Things are really good. I wouldn't go that far. The drummers fucking great. Actually, great rhythm section. Great rhythm section. And this is really mean to say out loud. No, I'm not going to say it. But yeah, great rhythm section. No,
1: you can
0: say that. No, I, I'm not going to do that. Oh, you might want
1: to. It'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Makes for great radio. It's controversy. Yeah. Let's start it, up. All right. Start that pot. There you go. It didn't take a whole lot of convincing.
0: I can be mean sometimes. There's this band and this guy plays and his guitar looks like this because he's so big. And visually, it hurts my heart. But they make bigger guitars. Like you could buy a bigger guitar. You could hang it lower so it looks cooler. But when you play it here, it looks like this. And it makes me sad. And it's a very nice guitar. I own some guitars. As far as that goes, and and
1: strange proportion on stage, I, w- I want to do one song with Starscream
0: so everybody can get pictures of me next to Paulie. You don't even know. Like, I I've, we've asked you off microphone, but we we'll are telling everybody now. You're yeah. going to sing in the Acoustic Project with us. I am. That's and then be I we're hoping, knock on wood, that we're going to cover Anthrax together. Oh, yeah, that's happening. That's going to happen. 100% of that. So that's going to be fucking awesome. You just have to sell the other people in the band. As long as Aaron, I'm in. Oh, no, no. Starscream's in. It's a whole thing. It's It's just... such a good song. Things got very odd in our band recently. It's true they did. And there's a lot of learning happening, and we're focusing in a different direction of material. There's
1: there's, there's things afoot. Things afoot, if you will. It's been a strange couple of weeks in our musical lives. It really has. Do you
0: want to discuss your situation? I do not. I do not. Ah, no, uh, sir. I do not. I mean, to be reality of it is, though, your thing all worked out. You're good. It's all good. That's all that matters. And I'm a big fan, and I'm I'm glad it's working. And the biggest reason we're all good is because of
1: fucking Mel Leach. Thank you, Mel. Mel is a great person. Mel took the time to talk me off a ledge, and I love him for it. I love Mel. First off, he's an amazing bass player. Understatement. And second of all, he's a nicer person. Mel's
0: a great dude. Alright, but Meatplow's not his band, right? Dreadstar's kind of his thing, and he just plays in Meat Plow. Oh, no, he's in Meat Plow. Meat Plow's pretty sweet. But, but, uh, no, no, no. Meat Plow's my shit. Like, for me, they're our version of Corrosion and Conformity. Yeah, I would buy that. And I fucking love it. Like, live, I just love it. They kill it. Their sound is always fun. That drummer is the shit. His fucking roles are perfect. He's, he's great. I, lo- I love that band. Pumpkin's got a thing about him, too. Like, he just looks the part. Like, he's, he's just the king of cool. He that. has more Gibsons than I do, and that's hard to do. That's a lot. <laughs> we love the Mighty Meat Plow, and that's we an understatement. Do. The very possibly
1: Mighty Meat Plow. Yeah. As i often refer to them on stage.
0: The very possibly Mighty? Explain. Yeah.
1: Because one time, I introduced them as coming on stage next as the Mighty Meat Plow. And I don't remember whether it was Mellor or Punk. It was like, they're not that mighty. And I was like, I think they are. And so now I introduced them as the very, very possibly Mighty Meat
0: Plow. Really? Yes. All right. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm a big fan. And then I think it's like seven years I've been in the Meat Plow universe. I think it's what came up. Because uh, yeah. what happened was the bass player for Starscream... Oh, yeah, well, Paulie's been in every band on the East Coast at this point. Not mine. Uh, it's early, by the way. This <laughs> is so. what happens. not even yeah, fucking know. But he fucking he joined me, Plow, and then he brought Michelle a break to like their show, and then Michelle meets Pumpkin, and now they're a power couple, and have been for many years because of Paulie wrangling them together.
1: I had no idea this was a
0: thing. That's a thing. So Paul, he's really proud of it. He's like, "Oh, they're together because of me." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, good for you, bud. Like, I understand what you're saying." Now we're gonna reel it back. Motley Crue thoughts, bro. Oh, okay. So, back to Motley Crue. Um,
1: all right. I I like the dude they bring in to play guitar. I think the dude is immensely talented.
0: You know, he snubbed me backstage once. Did he? He did. Are you not friends now? I was never friends. I tried to speak to him, and he just kind of turned and walked away from me. And I was like, you motherfucker. He's tall, too. I was upset. So, I think
1: he's really, really good. I know. I don't like Motley Crue. I don't really care who's playing I don't don't think their music is good It doesn't appeal to me It doesn't do it
0: They're never girls, girls, girls No, I hate it It's so good It's stupid No, no All right, maybe But Warrant to me is stupid Yeah, they suck too But Warrant's terrible (laughs) Oh, Warrant But I would still listen to Cherry Pie Before I listen to Girls, Girls, Girls Cherry Pie's a great fucking tune Yeah but the band who invents the fucking vibe and the sound and the look gets credit from me. In eighty one, nothing was happening like that. Which isn't really true because Quiet Riot was was called De Bro at the time. Did you know that? I did not. After Randy Rhodes left to go with Ozzy, Quiet Riot became De Bro because he was the singer. Dude. Yes. Randy
1: Rhodes was so good. Yes.
0: Understatement.
1: Yes. How, where, do, where do you list Randy Rhoads on your list of all-time guitarists? Where is
0: he? It's No, here's why he gets fucked, because he dies. Right. And, like, it's weird. Hendrix. And he was young when he died. That's the problem. young. Girl. Hendrix was also young when he dies. He's yeah. two years older, though. So, Randy's 25. Hendrix. So, Hendrix is definitely in my top three without hesitation, because the, no one plays like that. i except accept that. Stevie was really getting there, but he wasn't Hendrix. You know what I mean? Right. I got to put Eddie in that. I got to put Eddie there. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah. innovation is a huge thing for me. Is that your number one? Full-on number one? I, I, it's, see, all right, is it my number one? Yeah. Or is it, like, the guitar techno? You, personally, is that your number one? It, this is fucked up. King Sam's my number one. Okay. Like, I, I know it sounds ridiculous. I know, but I've been standing next to him for 28 years, so that's my guy. I probably would do Slash. I love Slash's, like, everything. I'll take that. He's definitely high on know. Like, that's Slash could be my sonically number one guitar player. Okay. Eddie. Fucking. No, I would put probably Jimmy, two, and then Eddie, three. I love Stevie. Stevie's four. Jesus, I, I don't know if I go Zach or Randy for five because I love how Zach plays. And look at my wall. Like, I'm a Zach fan. Yeah. That's hard, isn't it? Well, one one invented and one not emulated, but, like, Black Label Society is never going to go down in history as amazing as the first two Aussie Solar records. Correct. Yeah. So I guess Randy would have to edge him out.
1: Mostly because I don't think he can sing at all. I mean, he probably should talk.
0: Zach? Yeah, I don't
1: like it. It's pretty good. It's, it's not
0: great. I
1: don't think it's good. I don't really like it.
0: Why? Tell me. Tell me.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just, it sounds, I don't know, something about it sounds overly engineered and processed, like he's got nine effects on his vocals, sort of, and it just doesn't do it for me. Like Sorry man. I go up there do doing without any of that shit. You should be able to too.
0: Yeah, but then he's playing a monster guitar player simultaneously. That right? I can't do. No, but I'm saying so all right, all right, wait, what about Perry Pharrell? He's just all effects all day and doesn't play shit. That's all he is is effects. Yeah, but he's a weirdo. no, but you all right, as an artist, is is he good to you? No, I don't like him either. Interesting. That's not true. I shouldn't say I don't like him. I think he's okay. There's moments sonically in Jane's Addiction
1: that I love, right? There's actually a couple tunes from uh, Porno for pirates that I'd like. That's interesting. does they have a couple cool tunes?
0: Well, it's weird because I believe it was the bass player that was in Jane's that wrote all the material. Right. Because Navarro put out a solo record. I bought it like a dummy. It says, trust no one. It's so Bad. it as bad as the album he made with the Chili Peppers. And that's what I was going to say. And then the Peppers don't keep him because he can't write songs. It sucks. No, no, no. He can play the guitar. Uh, yeah, a little bit. He can play covers, which he does, and should continue to do. And at the end, he does. But I don't know Navarro's. A, I don't know. He's a good guitar player. He's got feel. I don't know why the Chili Peppers wouldn't got him. I feel like there were so many better options. Like, name yeah. any. Name, oh, listen, no, name any. Because Buckethead tried out. Okay. and because of his sh- here's what they said about Buckethead he, he's a wacko no he said he was completely normal like that was a, fa- it's a facade Okay. and he couldn't kick a groove like he's like like he's like Vi yeah. Vi doesn't have a, a fucking like no soul for yeah. me for me like I, I would take Slash over Vi fuck you know what I'm an asshole Dave Mustaine is in my top five actually okay. because as a guitar player Dave's incendiary
1: ready you want to see your head explode not program <laughs> I only did that for the reaction. I only did it for the reaction. That's amazing. Look how mad you are. Your head is turning red right now. It really is.
0: You're in a band (laughs) for 40 years. 40 years? You don't play on the records! What? What? Oh, I'm going to do all the fucking rhythm, you just sit back. Here, I'll give you a solo. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the band! For four decades! Don't play any of this. None of it. Uh, Nothing. Go sit over there. Oh, uh, I did it for a reason. Would you the be? I said it. Would you be in a band? So say Michael Anthony is your bass player, right? Yep. He can sing. You, uh, Dave, don't sing on the record because Michael Anthony's gonna do everything. And then you live, you can sing the parts. No. Would you be in that fucking band? No. You couldn't do it, right? What's the point? I don't know. keeping like keep in the checks, though. But. In the beginning, there were no checks. If you remember what their lunch was, it was ham on hand. That was the lunch. There was no fucking money. And he was living in his mom's basement in fucking San Francisco. Takes a bus to fucking New York for a record deal, man. But they had no fucking money. Anthrax was feeding them. Because Anthrax lived at home with their parents, so they had fucking food. Where do you put Scotty in on your list? A phenomenal rhythm player. Phenomenal. But there's other rhythm players. Like People don't... like. But Buddy Holly, to me, is a pretty fantastic rhythm guitar player. And a lot of people probably wouldn't agree with that sentiment. But I don't know. I have a lot of respect. So, like, Scotty and he's there, but he's just a rhythm guy. And at all-time five, I'm not giving him a top five spot. How about you? Where does this sit for you? Definitely not top five. I don't know that he's top ten. Um, but, like, I'm pretty much on the same
1: page this year. Okay. Like he's really, really solid. No, he's, and, he's amazing. And in his in his
0: little niche... Very good. You know, he he but goes beyond the niche sometimes, though. He does. Like well, I have a record where it's kind of like emo-ish, and he's on the record. He's the guitar player, and it's like one of the songs from one of the emo bands, the Dirty New Things or something. I for, something. If I Google it, it would, you you might have heard of it, and it's a good record. And so he can branch out. And with um, Meatloaf's stepdaughter, okay, he plays guitar in her band because they're married. I have no idea. You did? Oh, yeah. And, and, and like he got less Paul when he does that because it's like a soulful yeah, more. What she sing? Yes. Is she good? Yeah. yeah. Like when, when can, he, can I tell you that I love though. Who doesn't? Dude, it's like
1: such a guilty pleasure.
0: How's it a guilty pleasure? He's great.
1: I know, but like most people are like, you like,
0: like Bro, depressed. when and he, he had, had that crush, dude. I that was, was awesome. 18 when the 93 comeback happened. <laughs> and he's amazing. Like his, he. I'm a vocalist, bro. He's amazing. I mean, he's dead now, but he was. He was fantastic. Like you can't just like Meatloaf. So, so I will tell you this, and this
1: is. I don't know that I've ever said this really out loud to anybody, but like when I'm on stage, like when I really hit it, like that, like big power thing I have. Sure. Like, dude, that's like modeled after Meatloaf, like a hundred percent. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: He was amazing. Yeah. That's the kind of guy you want to chase. I feel like yeah.
1: Yeah, I would love to cover a Meatloaf song with some
0: aspect. So do it, the road. do it.
1: I don't really. I'd have to find somebody to do it with, but I would do it. I know I a band. So do
0: I. Well, what the fuck? You're in two bands. I know. No, for real, we want to do it for you. That would be fun. So be fun. we would have to. We have to get a Meatloaf tune we can do acoustic. I'll tell you what. You know what song I would do? What? Oh, what's the name of that tune?
1: The one they play. <laughs> and that's my boy. With vanilla ice and Adam Sandler running. I down do the love piece. that movie. Yes.
0: Is that anything but love? Yeah, we do anything but love, i no. That? If the thriller is gone, it's time to take it back. Well, look it up. Look it up. Look it up. I'm curious. Oh yeah, I'll find it. Without
1: a doubt.
0: I love Meatloaf. Did you know? um Total Eclipse of the Heart was written by Jim Steinman, who's the guy that wrote all the Meatloaf material. And then initially, Jim Steinman offered that song to Meatloaf, and he turned it down. And then Bonnie Tyler records and becomes a huge hit. And there's a back and forth vocal on it, and Jim Steinman's the other vocal. Really? Yeah. Yeah, here it is. Everything louder than everything else. But really? Yeah. That, that's a motorhead thing. Yeah. So play it.
1: We'll see if we'll
0: play it. Use the microphone.
1: Oh well, look, there's an ad.
0: I do hate the ads. There's a walla ad. Do I you do. know why right now? It's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Walla. That's a jam right there. This is him. What, like, what Inception? So far, I dig it. I want to for the verse.
1: Oh, it's it's killer. It's me, though.
0: I know this. (laughs) It's a
1: jam. I want to sing this song.
0: Maybe we'll do it. It's so good. I wonder who wrote it. And if the thrill is gone, then it's time to take it back. It's time to take it back. Right? How
1: can you deny
0: that? Now, do you know the whole connect- who the guitar player was in the live band for that whole thing? Not a clue. All right. You're not a KISS guy, are you? No, no. All right. Ace Freely gets the gig for KISS.
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you that in my world, Ace Freely is my Mick Mars.
0: You like Ace.
1: I think Ace is better than Paul
0: Stanley. Everybody knows that. That's not even a fucking thing. I think thing. he's better than Gene Simmons. Everybody knows that. I too. think Ace Freely is the talent in that band. No, no, no. This is like a fact. This isn't like anything you yeah. All KISS fans think this, by the way. Oh, cool. He was the special one with, with like flair and talent. Yeah. Fact. So he auditions. That's why he got the gig. And he was kind of a piece of shit at the audition, like he wasn't, like, professional. But he was such a... a, That that makes it better. But he had that feel. The guy right before him is Bob Kulik, who then becomes Meatloaf's live guitar player. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bob was a bald guy. He wasn't bald yet, but it happened soon after. And then his little brother, Bruce... Is like three replacements away from Ace, and was in the band for like fifteen years or twelve years. Really? So Bruce Kulick, when I was a kid, my first Kiss record was uh, Crazy Nights. These are crazy, crazy. That's Bruce Kulick playing guitar on that. <sighs> Bob Kulick's little brother, and Bob's the guy from Meatloaf. And then later in the nineties, Bob toured with fucking Meatloaf. Pretty cool, dude. That's I mean, funny. Bruce and Bob. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. But yes, it's pretty funny. I do love me Meat Meatloaf. You, no, you ever see him live? No, I never. What I, the I, fuck,
1: I, man? No, I never
0: Big fan of Fight Club? Oh, 100 percent My
1: name is Robert Paulson. Bob had bitch tits. He did. This is Bob.
0: We're still men. We're still men. Remaining men together. Hug me, Cornelius.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So good. That was my Facebook post the day he died.
0: Oh his name was Robert Paulson. (laughs) (laughs) I I think mine was Bob Had Bitch (laughs) Tits. (laughs)
1: both equally charming I accept both did you read the book I did not
0: it's so good in the book he kills the boss oh really it's like way darker (laughs) (laughs) he put gasoline in the computer monitor yeah and then turned it back over and plugged it in and when he turned it on nice yeah good way to go there kaboom
1: I know somebody who's a huge fan of What's the, the, the writer's name who wrote the book?
0: Uh, Chuck Pen- something, something yes. or something. Yeah, Dark. his last name that starts with P. He's dude. I'm gonna tell you something ridiculous about that guy. Okay, when that guy's dad was little, okay, I'm gonna say like five, maybe four, his father went off the deep end, Amityville horror style, and really? walked around the family's house with a shotgun, killing people. Right. Wow. The, Chuck's father hides under the bed. You understand? And his dad doesn't find him. And then either kills himself or the cops kill him or something like that. So this happens when he's a little, little, little kid. And the, he kills the mother and like siblings. Oh, it was dark. So he grows up. He, has a, he gets married. He has Chuck. He does the whole thing. The wife and him divorced. Maybe the wife died. I don't know. But now Chuck isn't quite famous, but he's getting there. And his father, oh, he no, Chuck was definitely famous because the internet's involved. So Chuck already has Fight Club. He's a thing. Right. The father meets an older woman, because he's older now. He's like 60, on like some dating site. And they hit it off. And he, and they, they fall in love with each other. And it's kind of nice. And they're together like a few months. And she's like, oh, my ex-boyfriend assaulted me. And he tried to hurt me. So I filed charges on him. He's getting out. And the guy's like, and this, and this is a 60-year-old man. 55-year-old woman. These are grown people. These yeah. aren't children. And she, and he's like, oh, well, that's a little scary, you know? And she's like, yeah. He's going to get out on such and such. And he's like, listen, I live in this mountain house, and it's like far away, and no one knows it's there. And I'll come pick you up, and you just stay with me, and we'll hang out, and we'll smoke weed, and watch TV, and giggle, and wait it out. And then maybe he'll fizzle out, and he'll do his own thing, right? So he goes to get her, and there was an avalanche that morning. So he can't get his truck past the road. So he spends like four hours or three hours, whatever he did, to break up the fucking, this avalanche, the stone, to get off a single road out of his house because he lives in the mountains. And then he drives him four hours to her house or wherever the fuck she lived. And remember, he was late now. This is Chuck's dad. This is Chuck's dad because of the avalanche. So he goes there. And <clears throat> doesn't the guy show up and kill him as he's hiding under the bed with the girlfriend with a fucking shotgun? That's sad. Now, but the real... The, the the parallel is that he should have died at five. So 60 years or 55 years before, he right. should have fucking died from the shotgun. And then he lives this whole five and a half decades, and the shotgun still gets him, and he's under the bed still higher. Dude. Now. somebody had it out for that, dude. <laughs> the wrinkle is, had there not been the randomness of the stones blocking the roadway, He'd have been there five hours earlier and missed the psychopath altogether. Like, think about that. Like the fucking insanity. Because the guy gets released, he's got to get a shotgun, he's got to get in the car, he's got to. But if you pick her up at noon and dude shows up at five o'clock, you're, you're long fucked. Long. Wow. What? Do you, wow. As and you're a smart man. I try to. What be. do you think that story tells us about energy and life and the world? I don't
1: know what that particular story tells us, but I mean, look. If if you want to talk about it being you know an act of God, I'll, I'll discuss with you my my theories about you know what God and higher powers are. Yeah, you know, do I do I believe that there are things out there in ether that are way more than coincidence and way bigger than we understand? Yes. Okay. I don't think there's an invisible man in the sky. Okay, that's my take on that. But yes, something out there. Something that is more than random happenings and coincidence in the universe. Had it out
0: for that dude. What, all right. There's a couple of theories on this. None of these are mine, but I'm going to tell you. Okay. You've, like you've heard of the simulation theory at this point in your life. Okay. That our entire consciousness is really a simulation. Have you heard of that before? I
1: wouldn't be surprised.
0: Basically, the Matrix. No, not the matrix, because that'd be like you're running machinery, but like something like that. So the theory is that the universe is like a higher existence or a higher like vibration of existence. Right. And you're a spirit and you're at the bar in the universe. You like, you know what, man? I'm so motherfucking hardcore. I'm going to go back to Earth during slavery times and be a fucking slave and live through that shit. And when I get here, I got more props for that. So you go, you do your 40, 50 years, you come back. Oh, my God, you were a slave that's a bad motherfucker right there. Man, I'm going to top that. I'm going to go back to where Jesus was alive and shit, you know? We'll fucking people with sandals and shit. I'm going to be a fucking slave building a pyramid. And he goes and he does his 20 years on earth. Like, oh my God, he pulled that shit off. I think that guy signed up for this time in his life to perhaps check out being shot by a shotgun. And it just missed him at five. If it still got him.
1: He's still checked out. My only knock on that theory is I don't think anybody's uh, spending their time to be an accountant for 48 years. I don't see that happening.
0: No, but there's there's doldrum in that. Who wants to live that grind? Well, Nobody. No, but you just said it. It's a grind. So on the other side, you're like, wow, alright, do, do you watch Rick and Morty? I do. Life of Roy, okay? You're plugged in and you're Roy and then fucking Rick is like, Morty, after the heart attack you went back to the carpet store. the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you, you now after like, cancer you beat cancer and you went back to the carpet store Morty and then he's playing and like, oh my god, this guy's off the grid. He doesn't have a fucking um, social security number for Roy. Oh my god. like he's just living crazy. So I feel like you're in your fucking time. There's a theory all right and then somebody else said to me once before everybody on earth will be a murderer. And they will murder someone. You'll be a raper and you're going to rape some or be raped by someone in the whole arc of existence. You have to experience everything from both sides. So this time you had to do 40 years of being a fucking accountant, but did you help people? Did you raise nice kids? Did you put positivity out in the world in your 40 year sentence?
1: I would like to think that I did,
0: but that's what I'm trying to tell you. Now you and I specifically were bitten by a muse of artisticness that some people don't have. Right. And we don't really have a lot of, like, let's be honest, we're not famous, we're not rich, we have regular fucking jobs, but we play rock and roll. Without music, I probably would have off myself somewhere in my teenage years. And I don't disagree with that synopsis. But my point is, that accountant didn't have the muse tapping him on the shoulder with material and songs just fucking appearing. Let's be honest, they come to us, bro. We do hone them, but they're just out there. I'm just a conduit, man. And I exactly feel the same way. 100%. The best things, that, like, we'll jam. Sam comes in with a riff, the band learns the riff, and they play it over and over again, and I just start, I open my mouth, Mm -hmm. and then shit comes out, and sometimes it's really good right off the bat, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that's the creation of it, and then, I don't know about you, but, like, I'll be on a roof, and I will hum some shit that's, like, magical, and I get my phone, and I fucking sing it into it, right? Uh I think, yeah, and so, that's our fucking road. that's our thing, everybody has their fucking path. Do you feel like we're giving back positivity? I hope we are. Can I tell you the truth? Yes. Similar to what you said, it's very selfish for me because everything bad, and there's been some things in my life that have been dark, through music and art, I work it out. I don't go to a therapist. I don't drink. I don't do these things. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty
1: much in the exact same But place.
0: when I write these songs, right. I express it. So for me, no, I don't know how much I'm helping anybody else, but I know i help myself. All right, let me... Because I've thought about this,
1: exactly what you just said. And I don't think it is selfish. Okay. To an extent, I, I wouldn't. I don't like the word selfish. I feel like you're healing yourself. You're helping yourself first and foremost. Sure. However, let's say you have a traumatic experience in your life. Yes. At some point. That I'm sure you've written a song about. Sure. At some point, because I have a hundred of them, and I'm sure you do, too. Once you turn that into something, that other people were here, at some point, someone who is living through something very similar and has no concept of how to deal with it and feels lost in the world is going to hear your music. It's going to help them. It's going to change their perspective. It's going to turn something that is awful for them into something that they cheered for that they applauded while you were performing I'm listening that, that's up. helping somebody more than anything i could think of almost i uh, it's still selfish <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say it wasn't also selfish now we we because, look my first goal my initial goal when i am writing something like that when i am writing something very personal Sure. You know, which most of my music is. I don't. I don't subscribe to the you
0: know very, you know, lollipop sort of girls. Well, you had, but you had brought up Zach Brown, right? Yeah. I don't write songs about beer and pickup trucks because that is popular at this time, and I will never do that. No. You like beer? You like beer and pickup trucks? You know what? Hold on. I'm I'm gonna say some (coughs) mean shit. I, I in fact do have both of those things i have a pickup truck i am not from frankfurt and have the audacity to be in a fucking country tribute band because it has nothing to do with me and i know people who do this and they used to my opening act a long time ago and now they're like hey man you like bear this is gay shut the fuck up write a song anyway back to your thing
1: correct yeah i think uh, Zach Brown's a semi-bad example of that because eh, some of their stuff's a little deeper. No, but back. Zach
0: Brown's actually from there. So yeah. when you're from there, maybe it works. Yes. It's just not my thing. Correct. I'm from here. I am from here also. There I'm you not go. from here. I'm from Delaware County,
1: which is awesome. <laughs> Delco. Yeah. I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I really love it there. I really do.
0: I am... As far outside of the hustle and bustle of Philadelphia as you can be, with still being in Philadelphia, yeah. I can't
1: leave. No. I just
0: can't do no. it. I, and like um a friend of mine who I was seeing romantically for a while lives right on the outskirts, and like I go to her neighborhood, and it's like, ah, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I look, I look Philly. Right? <laughs> like, I don't know. You, you fall in love with the it. I don't know, man. It's home. I've been... Starscream's been everywhere. And every single time we're on the plane or in the bus coming back to this place, I get real fucking happy. I'm like on the plane, I'm like, oh I'm gonna Philly. Like I just love fucking Hollywood, California. I'm like, no 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 I'm going to Philly. It's awesome. Yeah, uh,
1: other cities don't breach their life bulbs. Oh, that's the
0: thing. I thought it was.
1: I don't know that it is. I feel like I feel like we have a, a fan base of degenerates and it's spectacular.
0: Dude, all I know is that the Eagles finally won the Super Bowl and some guy ate fucking horse shit. (laughs) And I'm not even mad. He he 100%. I was like, good for you, horse shit, man. And now they might win again because it's a good year. (coughs) Dude, what I really, in in my heart of hearts, want to have. They're not going to get both. You're not going to get both. No,
1: I want the Eagles to play the Bills in the Super Bowl because I don't know that the world can handle it. The Bills are too good, dude. Their fan base is. Rivals ours, they are insane. The they are a trade wreck.
0: We've won one. <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs> 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 they lost four in a row. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number one fifty-seven of the Vex on Vex podcast. Dave, thank you for your time. My pleasure, man. The Vex Always a good time. it is right. The Vex on Vex podcast is available on the Podbean application on your phone under the Loud and Loaded Network. Go, Fills. This is Vex X telling you to stay frosty. Later.